Welcome back, family. Today's episode is entitled How to Overcome Your Fear of Failure by Framing Your Identity. Again, how to overcome your fear of failure by framing your identity. The three impact secret points that I hope that you'll get out of today's show are how to change the way we view failure, getting out your own way, perfection is not key, but repetition repetition is, and I also have a bonus for you. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. Thank you for joining. As always, much love. On the podcast show, we discuss entrepreneurship, faith, marketing, and you guys already know my personal favorite, personal development. I am your hobo host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks, that just simply means Ed. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. Again, how to overcome your fear of failure by framing your identity. I remember I was so excited. This was somewhat of a startup. They branched off and created another company and the company had been in existence for a little bit, but not long, under five years, I believe. I got a call and they said, Ed, we would be interested in interviewing you for a project management opportunity with no second thought or doubt I was in a situation in which I was itching to get out <laughs> and I had sent my resume out to a lot of different you know sites like your monsters your indeeds and everything like that. and I was applying for jobs and I this opportunity came about and what was unique about this opportunity where they were doing construction where I was going to the uh, for this particular job and my GPS just kept turning me all around every which way and I'm like man I'm never going to get there and now I'm five minutes late now I'm 10 you know after five minutes I call the the, the guy I was um, interviewing with I said hey I'm not from around these areas I left extremely early I hate to be the one to make excuses but I am lost he said no worries no problem he said this has happened to a lot of people that have tried to come out here he said let me tell you what you need to do and he gave me the directions um to to go and this was this is like I said this has never happened to me but what what happened was is the the way that they were doing construction they created all these one ways so every time I would just end right back up on the highway so he gave me the way it was the street that if you weren't really looking for it, you would have just passed it multiple times, which I ED did. So I passed it. So finally, I, I, I stayed on a lookout. I found it. Boom, shot down there. And, you know, I'm sweating and I'm sweating because I'm nervous. I'm like, man, I just blew it. Like I said, you know, I, I personally, I hate when people are late, you know, to me. So I, you know, so that's a really big pet peeve of mine is of, of really wanting to be there five or 10 minutes early because some of it is through basketball. Like my coach would be like, if you're, if you're on time, you're late. If you five minute, five minutes early, you're on time. So it's just like, that's just been doctoring in my head. So 
I go in for the interview and like I said, I literally I'm sweating through one of my T-shirts. You can't see it because I'm, I'm on the exterior. I'm keeping calm and reserved. And so we go through the interviewing process and, I, you know, I was like, man, you know, it was really a laid back interview. And next thing I know, I get a call like so I'm leaving and I'm like, man, you know, that was that was whack. I could have just stayed where I was at. So I get a call and he was like, hey, um, it was I think it was a secretary or, or HR or somebody. And it's like, hey, uh, the hiring manager really he's a VP. VP really enjoyed the conversation with you. And he wanted to know, uh, would you be interested in accepting the role? I said, yeah, it's a no brainer, of course. So I accepted the role. And I really was I was reporting to him and then they they, they changed the structure and then I was reporting to a new uh, manager. And this is where things shifted. And what I want to share with you guys, family, is. I learned through this process of trusting someone as you know as your manager as well as understanding the angles and so i'm telling the the so i'm talking with the um my manager at the time and my gut my instinct was like don't trust this person this person they're really not here for your good and everything and I was just like, oh, but I really want to help. And, you know, because I'm that's just me. I'm always trying to find ways to help and, you know, putting putting the other person before me. And it's just a giving nature that I have. Well, anyway, uh, they bring on two, you know, they start expanding the team. And so they bring on two new people in which I ended up training and training them, you know, through the ins and outs of how we how we, you know, are running these projects and they can put their spin on it however they wanted to. But this is the foundation. These are the requirements. These are the things that have to be submitted. So I went through all that training and and basically they took the information that I was training on and my manager had them us create a sort of a binder like a training binder in a sense but I had the majority of the information in my mind because I was the one that went through a lot of those ups and downs because they didn't know a lot of different structure and processes they didn't have in place and I was I'm very you know uh, I understand structures and processes so I get a um, I get a call on my desk phone and my manager's like, hey, you know, could you, uh, you know, could you come down and need some help with something? We're trying to put something together. I need your assistance. I say, hey, no problem. So I go and go and talk to her. And she was like, you know, uh, I really think you've been doing a, a really amazing job here. And so now I go from relaxed to tense and I'm tense because I'm like, oh, where, where are they going with this? Because I started noticing that her and our conversations are like how we used to talk and, and try to build and figure out ways to be more effective. Uh, we started moving further and further apart. 
and talking about my manager and I didn't realize and you know I was like why is that and every time I would try to meet with her or we'll have a one-on-one she'll change it or something would crazy would happen so anyway um, she tells me well you know uh, we are we're going in a different direction with the um, project management office and what that basically means family a project management office is just a collective of people who um, run various different projects so I, I just say just basically a team and I said oh okay and we'll just and so I, she was like and so but we have an opportunity for you in another department I was like but I don't want to go to that department and so I went in I said but I said okay let me do this I said let me go talk to the manager over that department I knew the manager him and I were really cool um, and so I sat down and talked to him and he said, Ed, man, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He said, one thing about our relationship is built on trust and being direct. I said, yeah, of course. I said, I don't even report to you. And you've always been upfront and honest with me and trust me. Say, yeah. He said, because I respect your integrity. I respect how you are a true, you know, a hard worker and, you know, you don't make excuses. And I said, hey, I appreciate that. And I said, so what happened? He said, well, they came to me and said they wanted to let you go. And he said and he asked him, he questioned me, said, what did he do wrong? Like, why are you guys letting him go? And they didn't really have a true valid reason. They just it wasn't a, the, their reason was because they're allegedly shifting to, you know, shifting the structure of way they want how they want projects to be ran. And I was like. But I'm the one that created the training. I'm the one that. So how I'm, I'm confused. And he was just like, don't worry about it. He said, I fought for you. And he said, I just told them, hey, I'll put them under my budget. Let him come over here. I know his talent. I know his worth. We'll just continue to um, he can work on, you know, work for my team and report directly to me. And there's a lot of things we can he can help us out, you know, here in this department. So when I heard that. I went, I was furious. I was furious because I felt betrayed. I felt stabbed in the back, not stabbed in the front. And the reason why I felt that way is I took it. So I was, it, it was personal to me because it's like when you're building something and you're helping somebody build something and then they tell you, you know what? We no longer looked at you, no, no longer, you know, need you. And that rejection that I felt it, I mean, it, it, it made me just a different person at that point in time. Like I was like, I don't want to trust nobody. I feel like everybody is a lie. Cause my thing is this family, when you work for somebody and you're there and you're there, you're the manager or, you know, I really don't like managers, but leader, I prefer a leader over a manager. And that's a whole nother conversation. But if, if let's use manager. So if you're their manager, your role it, your role in your job is to help grow your employee. If it's not a fit, you got to figure out, OK, if it is it me or is it is it the employees? And now if you hired the employee, it is you. Now, if you didn't and you this is what you inherited. Now it's up to you to say, OK, how do I find ways to build people up, to build my employee up, how to grow them? Because you want the, him or her to advance. But see. 
a lot of times managers, that's why I call them managers, because they don't know how to help their employee advance. It's about them. It's about them looking good. It's about them growing. It's not about you growing. So because it's not about you growing, they're unwilling to invest one of the resources they'll never get back, which is time, because they feel like, well, why, why should they make the investment? So um, at that point, uh, that's why I realized I was like, I, you know, I wanted to go back and complain and be frustrated and just cuss her out because I felt very, like I said, I really, truly felt, you know, um, disrespected in a sense that you never gave me an opportunity to correct whatever you think, whatever you believe the issue was, you know, if you're going in a different direction, that's cool. But tell me how I can get, you know, how I could improve and get better. And so anyway, I move over to this other department. And when I move over to this other department, I mean, I was, it was such a blessing. I mean, it was, it was, you know, like it was so much of a blessing because I got to experience in a, a, a lot of different things that I, I wouldn't have been able to experience in the other department. It was more lively. It was fun. You know, it was it was enjoyable um, coming into work. And keep in mind, I would drive probably an hour, hour and a hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes one way to this job. So I was probably spending a total round trip, two hours and 40 minutes um, driving to and back to, you know, back home. And I enjoyed what I was, I was truly doing. And the moral of, uh, of the point here is, is that that fear that I had of rejection taught me to really look inside and see how, what I could have done differently. And a lot of times family, we beat ourselves up. I do it. So I know you do it and thinking it was all our fault, which we're supposed to take 100 percent accountability and responsibility. But if you don't know what you did, that, that's wrong. That's just like if your spouse comes up to you and says, hey, I'm done and starts packing up all their stuff and they leave. And you're like, well, what did I do? Can we sit down and talk about it? Can you tell me? So, you know, when I move on to an, another position or a role that I don't take that same energy that allows me, you know, that you at least allow me to work on it. Uh, and that right there is what, for me, that fear has set in. It was just like, man, I guess I'm just not good enough. And I started, I started going down the, the victim, you know, getting on the victim train and started making excuses of the external reasons of why. I failed and I wasn't any good. I was like, you know, well, um, I didn't get, you know, I, I, a lot of people in my family didn't go to college or they didn't have degrees or, you know, they don't have this type of corporate experience. And, you know, I didn't grow up in this type of environment. So I, you know, I, I started and you guys may do the same thing. Oh, my father wasn't my life. My spouse left me, my, you know, all of these excuses that we start creating, or, or whatnot. And then what gets worse is when you start tying it to traumatic events that's happened in your life, you know, personally, not work related. And you just, everything just comes into a, a, a mixing bowl and it forces you to start 
getting more depressed, more frustrated and more angry than than anything. And that's why I said when you fake when you when you come up against, you know, when you fail. The first thing that we start doing when we start having success again, whatever success is defined to you, we begin to self-sabotage and we start self-sabotaging ourselves by saying, oh, this is too good to be true or Okay, when is this going to come to an end? I I, I know that they don't have, you know, I know I don't have the support. I'm just waiting for them to double cross, cross me or I'm waiting for them to lay me off or fire me, whatever that 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 is that you that you deal with or 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 the situations you put yourself in mentally by self-sabotaging yourself. And all of that just really boils down to the limited beliefs that we create um, that either has been handed to us. Uh, well, I say it's, it's a it's you know, I'm going to talk about my mama's pound cake again, but it's really about the ingredients. So it's it's a little of the ingredients of the external piece of things from family, friends and things like that, that you're you're holding on to. And then it's the internal things that you you know that you that you're holding on to like feeling like you're an imposter imposter syndrome or you know you don't have the capability or you know you just start it, it just all you start hearing is in your mind is like a a record that just keeps going over and over and over again that's telling you everything that you're that you're not I re- I remember one I <laughs> I remember when I was uh, actually getting ready to make the move from Michigan to Texas, and I was so excited about the opportunity because I visit the state probably about three or four times, and everyone that I was talking to, you know, because I met people here, because I'm very sociable, so if I'm out, I'll probably speak to you before you speak to me you know, the majority of the times it depends what, you know, what's going on too. But so I was just speaking to people and and things of that nature. And I made some connection with people and I would talk to them. It's like, Hey, so how's the job market and everything like that? Oh man, it's amazing. I'm telling you, you know, I can leave one job and get another job within, you know, two to three days. I was like, man, yeah. Cause up here, it is definitely a, a, a fight and a struggle. So I said, you know what? I'm going to uh, move to Michigan. It's like, yeah, we got, I mean, move to Texas. And I was working with a recruiter and the recruiter was like, hey, well, yeah, because we got like three or four um, opportunities. I'm just waiting to fill in. You got the skill set and everything based off your resume and our conversation. So this is a no brainer. So all you need to do is get down here. So I was I was excited. I got down. I got down to Texas. I was like, yeah. I'm about to I'm about to take off in my career and we're about to do this. And the next thing I know, September 11th happened. And I moved down there in August, probably near the end of I think it was either near the end or the middle of August. And the market just froze and I was applying for jobs. I couldn't get anything. I couldn't couldn't get an opportunity. And one day. I was just my friend and I, we were walking through the mall and they were opening. They were creating this new store, this new um, hip hop store. And, 
young lady came, well, not young lady, she was the same age as, as, as us. She came out and she was just like, and, you know, being from up north, you know, we're dressed in the Timberlands, the, you know, jeans or like you just knew that. I mean, we just stood out, put it like that, because we were in Texas in the summertime and we were still wearing Tim's. We don't do that no more because been down here for a long time. But you, it just, you know how people where you like, oh, they not from here. <laughs> and so we had that vibe going on. And so she was like, hey, we're opening up a new store. Uh, would you guys be interested in working here? And, you know, it was like, oh, man, I ain't go to college to work in, you know, in retail. What are you? Are you crazy? I'm going to the corporate. I'm about to be the CEO of a company. You talking about working in a retail store so i ended up uh, but i said you know what hey uh i don't have nothing else to do so at least i can do this until i find an opportunity and i say hey i just need you to be flexible with my schedule because this is not what i want to do i mean i'm doing it because you know i think you did mention something about a discount what did you say the percent off 30 percent off yeah and i i like i like clothes i like staying fresh to death so this will work so anyway, I started working there and, you know, I really, again, I started meeting a lot of uh, different people through all walks of life. And just it, it really helped me improve my conversation because I had to be able to c converse on various different levels um, to the mother that's coming in, trying to understand, like, what is this? You know, my son want this, this and that. And it taught me sales. It taught me, you know, and I was just like. Again, it was a tragedy because I felt like, again, I wasn't good enough. I was I was afraid because I felt like I failed. You know, I told my mom when I left, I told my dad when I left, I was like, man, I'm about to go down to Texas and I'm just going to be extremely successful because, I mean, there's a plentiful of jobs. There's a lot of opportunity and I'm going to go down there and I'm going to just work my, my butt off. And then once I... Once I do that, I want you guys to come down. You know, I want to move you guys down. And so we'll be close and everything. Because, I, I mean, I really believe, like, I was really about to be the next CEO of somebody's company. But, again, that tragedy of not getting the opportunity when I first moved down here really, truly helped me by going in a different direction because that skill set, that skill set of being able to communicate, the skill set of being able to sell, the skill set of being able to understand numbers because a mom, you know, like I said, a mother could come to the store and say, okay, if I get those three items plus this item, what, you know, what is that, you know, what that's going to cost me? And just being able to spit out numbers fast and be able to uh, be, be, you know, because you got and be witty at the same time when you're dealing with other, you know, different people. So that really, for me, uh, again, that failure really just propelled me forward at the time. I can't see it. And that's what happens a lot of time is, is that, you know, we can't really, we can't really see what we're going through. And that's why I'm, I'm going to propose a couple items here. So when you, you fail and you will, why not just start to help you overcome? And I wish I would have, I, I hate using I wish, but it would have been nice if I would have known this, you know, this technique earlier. Um, but the pain is, the pain is still there. So it's not hard for me to forget, but 
leveraging this allowed me to internalize it much better. It, it helped me to understand that, yes, this door was closed and that door was closed, but that back door was open. So I went through the back door or the back door was locked. So I had an opportunity to go through the window. See, my success hasn't been just a straight path like some people may imagine. It has been twist and turns. It's been, hey, this is a one way. You can't come down this way or no, we don't need your services. So this one tip that would have really helped me of being able to dissect what I experienced and writing out, you know, by writing out my goals, first of all, what I wanted to experience, um, you know, what were my goals are, and then dissecting the failures that I had and saying, okay, what did I learn there? What did I really truly learn there? You know, when that person told me no, why did they tell me no? Was it something I said? Was it something, you know, that, and a lot of times family too, again, is that whole beating ourselves up thing. Majority of the time, I shouldn't say the majority. All right, whatever. The majority of the time, it's the person who has limited beliefs themselves, and they may see a lot of potential in you, and then all of a sudden, and they're they're afraid that you may come in and take their job. See, and that's another thing that I didn't even look at. You know, if you work a job or 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 or, or just anything. Um, helping somebody, they may be afraid that you may come in and take what they have because they're unwilling. They they they've gotten comfortable. They gotten comfortable. So you come in, you polished, you you have all the certifications, you have the degrees, you have the experience. It's just a, and you're younger, or it may be. I don't even want to use age. It's the concern that you may take their role. So because they don't want you to take their role, they may do, they may not allow you to come on, on board. And and that's why a lot of great man, that's why I, I, I separate leaders and managers, because managers hire inferior people because they're afraid of of that person being better than them. And, and, and because they're afraid of them being better than them, they're willing to hire somebody that maybe they can push around and doesn't have the skill set versus a leader wants to hire somebody and say, hey, this is what I'm looking at to do to to um, to to create and do. What are your thoughts here? Just go take it and run with it and come back and let me know. We'll sit down and we'll work, work it out together. I'm going to go work my piece. You work your piece. We'll come back together. I'm not going to micromanage you. I'm not going to stand over you. You're an adult. I'm just going to trust you to do the work. If you get confused, you know, lost, hey, let's set up some time because, again, I'm here to support. You see the difference. There's two differences there. But, again, there's going to be a show that's going to come out on that that is going to go so deep. I may hurt somebody's feelings, but I digress. Now, again, like I said, writing out your goals, dissecting the failure. Also, family, I can't say this enough. We have to start celebrating the little wins. We just have to, because on this road to your greatness, whatever you define as your greatness and your success, it is a process. I, I mean, when I tell you getting up at 3 a.m. to work out, to record, you know, record videos, to record the show 
it's it's one of those things where I, I heard Eric Thomas talk about it today and he was just like the only way somebody is going to be able to really and I'm paraphrasing compete or beat me is they're gonna have to be getting up at two thirty or and be able to AM and being able to stay consistent. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, because he gets up at three. I was like, well, I'm getting up at three. I want to compete and I want to compete not because I'm competing with him. I'm competing with myself because I want to get better. And, you know, by getting better, I'm willing to do the uncomfortable task that's required of me to get better. So by creating these little wins of saying, okay, my goal is to lose, let's say, five pounds in two weeks and you at three pounds or whatever, you say, okay, well, I'm going to go buy me one of my favorite, whatever it is. And as a, as an opportunity to, because I achieved that goal, I'm going to, you know, basically treat myself. See, a lot of times we don't treat ourselves when we win. We treat ourselves when we lose though. And by treating ourselves, meaning we, again, going back to that, we beat ourselves up. So we have to focus on and, and celebrate the, the little wins. Another thing is family is a t- what we have a tendency to do is I use the approach of we're looking at the top of the mountain instead of looking at going up the mountain mountain. See, when we look at the top of the mountain, we're like, Whew, yeah, I don't know if I can do this. This is, you know, and it reminds me of when uh, they were talking to Kobe and he had did all of this rehabilitation on um, and everything. And then he ends up tearing his, his Achilles. I think he had got injured and he had went and done all this rehabilitation and then came back and he was playing and all of a sudden, boom, tore his Achilles. And remember when I told you the Achilles is like the death of an NBA player, of a basketball player. So he had to make it up in his mind, like, do I want to go through all that pain, that agony and come, you know, and do it all over again? Because you can imagine you just you just worked the hardest you've worked in your life because you you were that determined to come back and then you come back and bam something else happens now you're at a now you at the as i say the intersection of making a decision of walking away or going through it again and he went through it again and came back so again family when you when you are when you are building yourself up with regards to chasing your dreams and visions Stop looking at the top of the mountain. Stop looking at, you know, others people's success as far as what you want to copy. Remember, we don't copy here. We model. So just start thinking one step at a time. This is a process and I'm going to enjoy the opportunity of living. Family, as you know, one of the I wanted to share a bonus with you regarding how to overcome your fears. As I shared with you a couple stories about my life personally of what I experienced through the workforce and my move. Every when I really look at that, each one of those situations really was for me at that time. At that time, I thought it was a setback 
but it really was a setup. Because if if, if I would have came down, if, if I would have came down here and was went right into corporate America, I don't know if I would be the same individual that I am today. Because I had to figure out, I, I had to go a different route to get to corporate. I had to I, I had to take a different path that most people didn't have to take. So that makes me more hungry than most people who straight out of college get the the great opportunity. And so now learning everything that I'm learning and transitioning into creating businesses and um, wanting to develop and, and, and coach people has really taught me going through what I what I went through. Because remember, I told you one of the, the things to overcome your failures is being able to, to dissect your failures and, and dissecting my failures. It really it, it developed me to really be a, a business coach. And so the information I share with you, yes, is personal development, but it's really you're getting coaching for free. I'm telling you what to do. And of course, you know, I'm going to be putting a program and everything to it. But for now, I want to make sure that I give you guys value. I, it would have been nice if something like this was around where someone can explain to me where I go for a job opportunity that I know that is supposed to be mine and I don't get it. What do I do next? It's that next moment. Because a lot of people say, pick yourself up. I'm not going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you, take a moment to have a sense of clarity of what just happened and dissect it. And once you once you dissect it, then start putting a plan in place to say, OK, I'm going to apply to 10 or 20 jobs. And if I apply to 10 or 20 jobs a day, once I do that for a week, I'm going to celebrate because I was ex extremely, you know, um, active and achieving my goal. It, it has to work. You, I applied for I remember I would apply I wouldn't even apply to jobs that I didn't even know if, if I would get it. And I didn't care because the point of it was, is that I have to keep moving forward. I have to keep trusting the process that something is going to pan out positive um, regarding this. So, again, this your setback is really going to be your setup. It just depends how you uh, visualize the setback. So, in closing, family, I'll say this. In overcoming your fear of failure, it's not hard, but it's not easy either. And we're all going to struggle with it from time to time. But, but remember, Anything, I don't care what it is, is a perception of life, how you perceive it and, and how you internalize it. The faster you can dissect it, the faster you can understand the why of why this is happening. And you may not know right right then and there. It may you may find out years later because of, you know, because you ended up going a different path or maybe you guys, inter, you know, you run back into that situation or that opportunity again. So just don't give up on yourself. 
You've got to believe you've got to keep, you know, keep diminishing those limited beliefs that people have bestowed upon yourself, bestowed upon you, as well as the things you've bestowed upon yourself by thinking you're not good enough. You're not great enough because you are. I believe in you. Until next time, this is your humble host, E.D. I'm out.